Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent with your host, Miriam Connor. Hi, this is Miriam. Welcome to Apparently Speaking, your podcast for all things parenting. Low back and pelvic girdle pain during pregnancy and postpartum is a worldwide problem affecting between 56 and 72% of women during their childbearing year. By the last trimester, this percentage climbs even higher. It is estimated that of the women who experience pain during pregnancy, between 7 to 25% experience continued pain and 20% experience serious problems. My guest today, licensed physical therapist Deborah Ritzo, is going to discuss the tools to help women manage their health and wellness during pregnancy and beyond. She's smart, experienced, and super passionate about this. This episode is sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. This episode is also sponsored by Ohio Tuition Trust, helping Ohioans save for college. Learn more at collegeadvantage.com. Deborah is the author of two self-help books, Sacroiliac Pain, published in 2018, and Back and Pelvic Girdle Pain in Pregnancy and Postpartum, published in 2020. These books are based on a unique method of addressing pelvic girdle pain that Dr. Deb developed during her 30 years of clinical practice as a physical therapist at Metro Health Medical Center. She lectures extensively to healthcare professionals on this topic and works to reach women directly through podcasts, TV appearances, and social media. So welcome, Dr. Deb. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, me too. It's a, it's great information. You know, I don't usually do topics like this. And so I think it's, it's great for, to add to my podcast because I think it's very useful and I think it's going to help a lot of women. And, you know, there's just not a lot of information out there. I don't think like this. And I, I read your book, your newest book. And as I was telling you before the show, it was like, this is really a lot of good information, whether you're pregnant or not. So, I mean, I think it's really helpful for pregnant women, postpartum, and just, you know, even like I said before, you know, thinking about getting pregnant and there's just a lot of wellness tips and information in there for any woman. And I know, like I said, you are super passionate about this. And so I'm very glad to have you here. Well, thank you. I, I'm excited to be here. And uh, yes, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that about the book because I am passionate about providing knowledge because I think that if women understand um, even just basic anatomy uh, about their body, which I have a section, they start out with uh, about anatomy and uh, muscles and joints and why things can possibly, you know, become a problem because as your muscles are stretching during your childbearing year and then recuperating, those muscles work to be our foundation. So, and then we go on with our life, like nothing happened. <laughs> or we <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Like it's such this major thing that happens to you physically. And then like you said, it's like, okay, you're out of the hospital in one day. And then, you know, it's just everything is you're supposed to just come back to your normal routine, you know, the day after that. Well, uh, at least six weeks. I mean, six weeks, a lot of times the doctors will say, okay, you can go back to exercise. Um, And and, and I don't want to make it that sound like I mean, yeah, and you can, and you can go back to exercise, but there's different levels of exercise mm-hmm. and women have different experiences during their childbearing year. They have different histories of whether they've been maybe in a car accident or they've had some sports injuries. And so there's a whole lot to the picture 
of returning to exercise and what you need to do. And just having a basic understanding of your hormonal changes, the physical changes, the demands on your body, things that are, are not mysterious. It's everything is out there, but I don't think, you know, that's why I really wanted to pull it all together and have it in one place. And I really like, you have so many great pictures in the book of the demonstrating the exercises and that's your daughter, Alexa, and she's yes. showing so many um, exercises in them. Sorry that you couldn't find a prettier model for your <laughs> book, but you know, you got to do what you, you know, you got to work with what you have. <laughs> so, oh, <I> so, <laughs> so why, you know, I didn't realize, you know, and I was telling you, I had three kids and I had three C-sections and I, I was very fortunate, you know, I didn't really have any issues, you know, with any of them, but I know that that's not always the case. And I've talked to so many, you know, friends and women who that's not the case. So why do you think, why are there so many issues with pain during and after a pregnancy, do you think? Well, pain is multifactorial. So it definitely can be triggered by your physical problems. Okay. So whether uh, your, your muscles are in, out of balance from one side to the other is a big trigger. Um, what kind of delivery you've had, maybe you've had some muscle tearing in your pelvic floor area. Maybe you've had to have an episiotomy or stitches um, in your pelvic floor, your pelvic floor muscle is a big stabilizer for your the functioning of your trunk. Um, so those are physical problems that can happen. If you have tightness on, in your hips on one side versus the other, that can kind of uh, play havoc in the dynamics of your whole pelvic girdle and can result in pain. So there's physical reasons why you can start having pain. Um, and like I'd mentioned before, you could possibly have had other like an old sports injury, or maybe you fell downstairs. And so you already have some things that are uh, not like perfect, you know, within your muscular mm -hmm. system. So that if then, then we come home and then we are doing things always like one-sided, like for example, always carrying your baby on one side or on and your hip. Yeah. Or, you know, you, you're always carrying things favoring one side. And so that can be a player in the whole picture of things. The other part of pain is that it can be triggered from our muscles and joints, but then it gets processed in our brain. Okay, so what we perceive as pain gets processed in our brain. And so it depends on, and our brain is like our hardware. So it depends what software we're running. Okay, <laughs> so if we're running the software in our brain that we are so afraid of any little bit of pain and that's going to take us down a road to demise or we know other people that had pain and then it's going to be horrible and I'm never going to be able to function and or I might already have some depression anxiety issues going on in my software so that can accentuate your pain so it's very very multifactorial and how we deal with it and that's the beauty of it because we can change a lot of that so we, we, the hardware is our brain. So we, you know, that's what we have, but what software we're running on our brain is how, we, <laughs> is how we can deal with it and controlling anxiety and depression in uh, relaxation techniques, stress management, um, looking at what belief systems we have and if those are healthy, 
Um, even our health behaviors and our health habits can make the pain better or worse. What we're eating, for example, um, if we're eating a lot of foods that have uh, that aren't healthy for us, that can create a milieu of not being a healthy person, um, that can have have an effect. Uh, whether we smoke, so see, it's it can be a lot of things, but you know the the beginning part during childbearing, of course, is what happens to our musculoskeletal system or our muscles, joints, ligaments, the stresses, what physically happens, what condition we were in before we got pregnant, what our activity levels were, what our activity levels are. So it's very, that's why physical therapists do a, 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 an evaluation and take a, a good assessment of all these pieces and parts. Um, so that, because it is multifactorial with pain. Is that, I'm sorry, I kind of- Yeah, no, I was listening. That was great. I, I was listening. I was like actually jotting a couple of things down. Don't apologize because I really like how you made that connection with the brain. And obviously I don't have a medical background, but- um, I, I do believe that that's true. Not everyone, obviously there are real issues. And like you're saying, you know, there's real pain. You can't just say, oh, I'm not going to have this pain, you know, but you can control some of it. I think just with, like you said, your attitude, your outlook, and some of those, a lot of those other factors that you mentioned. So I, I really, I love that you're kind of like working with like the whole woman, you know, so to speak. Right. And I know like a lot of women will say in pregnancy, obviously, like their back hurts and that might be the biggest, you know, what do you think, what other kind of types of pain are the most common? Well, the back, um, which would be like the lumbar spine area, mm -hmm. the um, pelvic girdle, which is basically the, the, the area of our, of our hips. Um, people will have buttock pain, women will have buttock pain going down their leg into thigh, you know, thigh pain. Some women even have pain all the way down their leg. And that can all be coming from the sacroiliac joint itself, or it can be coming from um, some tightness in the hip muscles, especially the small rotators of the hip uh, that are, are known to be kind of villains in this whole scenario, <laughs> tighten down uh, and cause pressure over the sciatic nerve. And so, what's the method? Because you developed this method, the pel pelvic girdle, right? Yes. The pelvic girdle, I call it the pelvic girdle musculoskeletal method or the PGM method. And I used to, when I, this, this method, I started teaching it in 2011 and I used to call it the Ritzel method, you know, <laughs> after my name. Yeah. I, I, I thought, you know what, this is probably not a good identifier of this. And so then I changed it <laughs> to, but it unfortunately is a very mouth, long mouthful so uh -huh. I it to the PGM method. And yeah, that works. Brutal is not a, a normal term that consumers, you know, are used to using, but it is a term that is well used in the literature. And so okay. that's why I used it. And, and actually there is a little bit of uh, inconsistency, even in the research, whether we call it pelvic girdle or pelvic pain. 
And depending on who you're reading, it'll be different terminology. So even the researchers can't agree. But I know I'm getting off track. So what, I, what, what I'm saying is that women mostly have pain in their backs or in their pelvis, pelvic girdle areas, and or combination of both. Okay. So the method that you developed is what? So it's it's a step-by-step guide to what exercises you need based on what your symptoms are. Okay. So it's tailored, it's specific. It's specific, right. Because I don't have I, I wanted to give women tools to address their problems based on their symptoms. Okay. And so that's what it that's what it does. It helps guide. Well, you need this exercise if you are tender at these points, then you need to do this exercise. If you're not tender at these points, you can skip this exercise and then go to the next exercise. So, but a lot of times if you're experiencing pain, the answer is like here do these and it can be the same thing. It's kind of like, you know, a general the same thing for everybody. Um, but right. that's what that's what's great about yours is that it's not, it's tailored and it is in the book. You know, you can kind of see what you, what you may need to do. uh, Like you said, tailored on the specific pain that you may be having. Correct. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's good. Like I said, it's very specific. It's not one size fits all, which you mentioned earlier. Um, And that's something that you developed and that's tells all about it in this most recent book of yours. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and continue talking about this. So we'll be right back. So, Dad, what do you know about saving for college? Enough to be dangerous. Something about the start of the school year, I just get a little freaked out that we're not getting anywhere. Our savings account earns nothing. You had Ohio's 529 plan. Wait, I had one? You did. How are your student loan payments coming? I don't have student loan payments. (laughs) No, you don't. Tax-free, accepted nationwide. See why Ohio's 529 plan is the plan that can at collegeadvantage.com. All right, we are back with Dr. Deb, and we were just talking about your pelvic girdle um, method. I hate to say, like, not like your pelvic girdle. It's not like something you wear, but your method. Um, and and it's it's very interesting. It's very tailored to each woman, it, it, what pain they may or may not be having. It's very specific. Um, so we talked about that a little bit, and um, you know, just your body, what happens. And I really like that you you start out kind of talking about that. And we already talked about this a little bit, but so many things happen to your body when you're pregnant. You don't even, I don't think a lot of people even maybe realize all of it, right? You just kind of, oh, I'm pregnant. I'm going to have the baby. You know, I know I gain weight. I know I have these different pains and, you know, these things are happening, but really like physically, it's just all these things that happen. It's, it's very fascinating. And, and you kind of give that little lesson first. I, I think that a lot of women may not realize all of that. Well, I think that's true. And and that's why I wanted to have this all in one place um, and not in a complicated way, but in a in a user friendly way so that women could really appreciate the changes that are going. I mean, they know it because they're living it, but mm-hmm. you know, but it, it helps to know why I might be just so tired is because you have the hormones and why you may become short of breath, even when you're not even showing it, going upstairs. Mm. And it's because your body is getting ready. Your body is growing a human. (laughs) Right. And I think some people are quick to say like, oh, geez, that's all in their head. Now that you heard your prey, you found out you're pregnant. So now you suddenly have, you know, (laughs) these kind of, you know, symptoms, but it, but it really isn't. 
Right. And everybody is is different. That, different. That's the other point I wanted to make, even though we all have these changes and we have changes in our cardiovascular system and our hormonal system, how you react, you should not be comparing it to your friend or your sister, et cetera, because everybody's body is a little different. You know, we all react sometimes differently to different medications. Somebody might be allergic or have a, a you know, a, a different kind of reaction. So you just have to appreciate that your body is doing the right thing yeah, and, not, I, and not compare yourself with somebody else who is still running their, you know, six miles. Right. <laughs> yes. I'm not comparing myself to that person now. I should be comparing myself to that person now. But um, anyways, like, I think that's a great point because, you know, women put a lot of pressure on themselves in general. And then you see, of course, now with social media, you know, right, people are posting things like that. Like, yes, I'm nine. I'm having the baby tomorrow and I just ran a marathon and, you know, all these kind of things. And that's great. More power to them. And like you said, everyone reacts differently, but you don't have to feel like something's wrong with you or feel badly about yourself if you're not in the same place as someone else. And I do think that like you did stress, you do stress, but it is important to do what you can and do exercises and keep yourself, you know, physical, but you don't have to compare yourself because everyone's different. So I'm, I'm really glad that you made that point because like I said, I think that we're very hard on ourselves. Yes, I think we are. And uh, that being said, I think that there probably isn't an awareness that depression is a big problem in pregnancy. And that can be something that actually needs to be, you know, discussed with the phys- your uh, um, healthcare provider versus hidden uh, that, you know, we are all aware about postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. I think most people are, and that, and that, that there are stages of that. There's just the baby blues, and then it goes down a continuum all the way to having psychosis with postpartum depression. But there is also a problem uh, prenatally, so when you're pregnant. So I think that should that women need to be aware of that also, because knowledge is power. And you can't do something yeah. about something if you're not and aware. And that's something I had just marked on my notes from from when I was going through your book. You know, I wrote down depression and pain because so I'm glad that you brought that up um, because, like you said, it, it is linked. And and when you're pregnant, you know, again, this is where someone could think there's something you know um, wrong with them. And you know, I'm supposed to be happy. This is supposed to be the most exciting time of my life, and I'm feeling you know a little depressed or sad, whatever whatever the level may be, but. It could be, right? Because if you're in constant pain, that's probably going to affect you <laughs> mentally, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you are, it's very well documented that pain, even whether, not even talking about pregnancy, but pain in general can affect uh, having uh, anxiety and depression um, and mental health changes. It also goes hand in hand that if you have these problems before you have pain, that it makes your pain worse. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like a double-edged sword. Yeah. So uh, I guess obviously it would make sense that if you're considering getting pregnant and you're having pain issues and things, you probably want to try to get that taken care of first if possible, right? Absolutely. So it doesn't get worse. Absolutely. And, and I guess just to know, like we said, just the awareness, know like you may have a pregnancy that is just 
you know, perfect and and that's great. And you may not, and you may feel, you may have these pain issues and that's why you've written this book so that women can understand it and know that it's, you know, not abnormal. You're not alone. There are things you can do to help it um, before and during and after. It doesn't mean um, right when you have the baby, everything is going to go away if you had pain. We're going to take a, another quick break. I want to talk about that a little bit when we get back with you, Dr. Deb. You know, right when you have the baby, we, we mentioned that earlier, but if you're experiencing pain and things, some things may go away, but some things may not just by having the baby. So we're going to take a quick break and touch on that a little bit. Hey, this is Miriam from Apparently Speaking. Join the Mazda family like I did at Montrose Mazda Kent. You'll love the selection of new and used cars and lease options. We are on our third car from Kent Mazda. We keep going back because of the ease of purchase, and it has been by far the best deal we could find each time. Montrose Mazda Kent, they go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. Okay, we're back. And so I mentioned before the break, you know, right when you you have dirt, certain things will go away, I think that, you know, you're experiencing when you're pregnant, obviously, but um, some things may not, including some of these pain issues that you're talking about. So what should women do then? And should they, they kind of, they should have that knowledge maybe while they're pregnant. Don't just assume as soon as you have the baby, it's going to go away. Correct. There is... A- a large percent of women that that will happen for, that the pain will go mm-hmm. away, and but they still are going to be left with some core weakness because they had a baby. Uh, but there's going to be a percentage of women, and research has shown this, that the pain just does not go away. And unfortunately, some women, a smaller percentage of women, will continue to have pain for the rest of their lives. And I'm not saying this to scare people. But I'm saying this because the earlier your intervention, the earlier that you can address it, the better. And women notoriously take care of everybody else and leave themselves last. And that is uh, a belief pattern or that is a uh, thing I want to change. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, right. Because really it's right. It. And especially, you know, you have this new baby and you're thinking, I can't, I don't have time to deal with, you know, anything with myself. I'm not getting sleep. I have to make sure the baby is taken care of and I'll just deal with it. Exactly. exactly. And this is motherhood. Right. This is just how it is. And, and it doesn't have to be. Yeah. And like you said, you want to change it. And I think that's great because you you can't just live like that. I mean, you I guess you can, but um you don't have to and that's something that you're trying to, you know, kind of spread awareness for that and you give a lot of things that women can do so they don't have to live like that. Right. Right. Uh I have had women that have reached out to me regarding my book and I have offered to, you know, I'm doing some coaching with the use of my book. And there are women that just will not carve out that time for themselves. Mm. And I'm working with a woman right now that actually with the book that we're doing virtual and she's progressing so nicely, but she needs, she needs me to help her with it, which is fine. But some, you know, we just have to be flexible in what we're doing. And sometimes it's just a phone conversation instead of uh, a, a Zoom call. You know, Coming because she, she she's not curving out that time for herself. 
So yeah, and I'm sure you're trying to convince her to do that, and she probably is thinking, "I I can't," but it's just, yeah, it's so important that she, everyone, you know, take care of themselves. Right. Right. Yeah. And you talk about, um, you know, we mentioned this a little bit earlier, you mentioned this, and it is definitely a big thing in the book, you know, some lifestyle changes that can help. And then also, I like in your book, you have a section for setting goals. What do you um, talk about those couple of things a little bit lifestyle changes, and then like the importance of setting goals? How does that correlate with, you know, pain and things like that? Everyone has different goals. So because everyone has a different set of problems. And so someone's goal might be to stop smoking. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you might not think that that's a goal that for an exercise book or a book that's based on exercise. But if that's their personal goal and that, that they want to see changes in that, then they can write that down. The, the mm-hmm. goal page in the book was geared more towards lifestyle changes as far as as fitness and activity. So maybe I'm walking, you know, one block or 10 minutes, and I want to be able to walk for 30 minutes as, as a, a month goal. Um, and so then you can you write that down. But whatever goals are important to you, but when we think about goals, they, they can, in a holistic way, you have goals that are um, physical, um, you have goals that are based on health habits, like uh, your nutrition, your sleep. If you aren't sleeping well, if you can, can become more active and you can eat better, you can probably sleep better. If you need to reduce your stress, people may know that they're really tied, t- uh, wound tightly. Mm-hmm. They're having a lot of stress and they need to deal with that because for that person, they are so wound and it's affecting their relationships and everything else because they're, they're uh, so, so, um, full of anxiety. So for them, that would be a goal. In the book, there are a lot of exercises. And so the recommendation is to do a certain number of of repetitions and sets. So those might be goals too. So maybe I'm only doing three sets of five on this exercise, and I want to be able to do three sets of 10 or two sets of 15. And that can be a goal. So I know that's kind of a broad answer. No, that's great. I just, I just like that you included it. You know, you even have, you know, that you have it in the back of the book, the goal sheets that people can, you know, a log that, you know, you can print out, make copies, exercise planner. It's just something, you know, kind of tangible. Women can, can write it down. It helps me if I actually write something down and look at it. And then I look, oh, I didn't do that today. You know, I need to, I have to do it rather than just in my head. Yeah, I'm going to do it. And I love that you incorporate like kind of just all the exercises, nutrition, sleep, the mental part of it, you know, it's just this whole, it's very well-rounded. You're not just saying, let's just do these two things. And you'll be fine. It's, there's a lot to it, but it's all things that it's all manageable. It's not like, you know, if you're experiencing these issues in, in pregnancy and beyond that, it's going to take, you know, you know, your whole life or, you know, 10 hours a day to, to make things better. I like that. It's, it's just not, and, and it's still, like we mentioned earlier, it's very tailored to each woman. And I just think, um, you know, I had no idea before I read some of your statistics from your research, just how many women that are affected by this, by pain like that, you know, you think like, oh, it's, you know, some people it's not a big deal, or those are the people that are really dramatic anyway. (laughs) 
<laughs> but that's right. not true. That's not true. And that's kind of, I kind of have that, I kind of have that little bias too, you know, well, they're just kind of, you know, everything's a big deal anyway. So of course they're going to have all this pain, but that's not the case. And so I, I, you know, it kind of helped me change my thinking a little bit too and go, it can't be the case with these high statistics. Correct. I, one thing I did want to bring up that I didn't really mention that it kind of runs throughout, that does run throughout the whole book is this whole concept of breathing. And breathing helps reset our whole system. And it is also important in doing the exercises correctly so that we are bringing in the pelvic floor muscles and the, the stabilizers of our trunk at the right time. And it is important when we're talking about um, any problems in the pelvic floor, for example, like prolapsed, uh, if you have any prolapsed organs because of childbirth or if you're having any incontinence type problems. So breathing is very important. And I do, uh, it, it can even help you fall asleep better if you are okay. uh, doing some deep breathing and just paying attention and breath awareness. So that is one thing that it does run throughout the whole book. And there's a section on it in, in the anatomy section of why, because it's neurologically um, all tied together, our breath. And that is something that if you've done any yoga or if you've done any reading into uh, the, the, the uh, Midwest, the um, Buddhist type uh, religions and things like that, that that is just a, a very old, ancient idea that is not passe. And if I do these exercises, I can get the body like your daughter's in here. So Absolutely. I'm going to start, Thank I'm going to start doing all of these <laughs> several times a day. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But really, um, this was really informative. And like I said, I'm, I'm past having kids, you know, I've had my three kids and I, but I still really found the book very useful and very interesting and even helpful um, things that I can do and learn. And so it doesn't have to be, you know, while you're pregnant, you know, or if you're thinking about getting pregnant, obviously it's helpful for that for sure. But it's, I think there are, there's helpful information in here um, for any time. And this is a great, this would be a great gift, you know, for a someone who is pregnant, I think we're thinking about getting pregnant um, for sure. So I definitely appreciate there was just a lot of good information. We only touched on the surface. So um, you, I know that you're very knowledgeable and I think this hopefully will help a lot of women, if nothing else, just to know that the, there's this resource out there. They're not alone. They, there's nothing wrong with them. Um, and they, there, are, there are things that they can do to help, to, to get help and help themselves. Absolutely. So well, tell us how we can find you um, if, if women want to get in touch with you, your website, your books, all of that. Uh, my website, actually, I have a new website that's going to be rolling out uh, soon. And if it's not already by the time this podcast is published, I'm only hoping it will be. But my old website, new website, it's the same name. It's uh, RitzoHealthEducation.com. And Ritzo is my last name. It's R-I-C-Z-O, uh, HealthEducation.com. And on that website, you'll be able to find links to um, my books. You can find my books on Amazon and uh, OPTP, which is the publisher. And I have a social media presence on Instagram and Facebook. And that's how you can find me. 
Perfect. Please, yes, get in touch with her. Um, you're, you're super knowledgeable, super experienced, super helpful. So I thank you again so much for being here today. Well, you are welcome. Thank you. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. This episode is also sponsored by Ohio Tuition Trust, helping Ohioans save for college. Learn more at collegeadvantage.com. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. Find the podcast and much more at northeastohioparent.com. Like Apparently Speaking on Facebook and email me at podcast at northeastohioparent.com.